Hey everybody and welcome back to the Modest Baptist Podcast. This is the second episode and I'm really excited because I have my good friend Andrea here today. Say hello Andrea. Hello. <laughs> and me and Andrea have grown up together knowing each other our basically our whole entire life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought she'd be a fun person to bring on and to interview today and we're going to talk about um, some fun things. I mean we're both we're both single so we're going to definitely talk about singleness in the Baptist world. <laughs> and um, also, when we get into this, you'll discover that Andrea actually has her own business, which I love her business, and you'll find out why very soon. But listen in, and I'm sure you'll enjoy. Okay, so I'm Andrea. I am, like Bree said, I'm still home. I have eight younger siblings, most of which are still home. I'm the oldest, I guess because they're all younger, I'm the oldest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have a whole bunch of girls going on at the beginning and then little boys at the end, which is an interesting family dynamic. <laughs> I work for my dad some, um, kind of property management stuff. I work at a veterinary clinic. And then just kind of church involvement and... She's a very busy person. Yes, but diversely busy. (laughs) I like to have lots of little things going on because if I do the same thing too much, I get bored. (laughs) Yes, I can understand that. Trying to find a time to record this podcast was a little tricky because we both had to coordinate our schedules. And I felt like our schedules were just... They were very opposite of each other and it just wasn't working. Yes, it was only like... A 10-minute conversation to figure out where mm-hmm. in the world <laughs> it would fit to do it. So, but we, we've already had a lot of fun. You guys don't get to see, or I guess hear, the unedited version, but mm-hmm. when me and Andrea are together, <laughs> we laugh a lot. <laughs> so, this should be a really fun episode, but I'm sorry, you don't get to hear the unedited <laughs> version. <laughs> I already told her she was going to have to edit. There's going to be stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it fun, though. So, especially if you're not used to, like, talking on podcasts, it's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, first question, Andrea. Do you remember how we met? I mean, we were both really, really young, but if you can't remember how we met, what's your first memory, I guess, of us? Well, I remember that our moms were friends. Yes, our moms were really close friends. And then, I guess, kind of like we were talking about earlier today, they had their therapy thing. I think that's <laughs> the first thing I really... Both of our moms had carpal tunnel. Yes. So, one would go to therapy, and the other one would watch the kids, because mm-hmm. we were young enough that we still need to be watched. Like, mm-hmm. it was probably... Maybe I was as young as eight. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So, honestly, I remember more... Like jumping on the trampoline with your brothers, and you were a little bit, you were with mm-hmm. Audrey a little more, I think, my younger sister. Because, Andrew, you're 25? I'm 25. You're 25, yes. and I'm 22. And then you had, yeah, you had sisters that are closer to my mm-hmm. age, so I probably hung out more with probably. them. And then when, you know, we got a little more in high school, there would be some things that we would do together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've really been better friends kind of since you've been mm-hmm. in college and then. Right. I feel like working. once you. Once you're out of college, mm-hmm. it doesn't really it matter. It does the not age. matter. You just, no. you're my friend. <laughs> it's a life stage thing after a while. Yes, you're all in the right, same stage than... of life. So that's, a, yeah, that's definitely true. Okay, um, do you have a random fact about yourself that you're not afraid to admit or embarrassed? There's lots of random facts, but you can never think of them when you need one. Right, it's true. 
I have the attention span of a three-year-old. This is very true. <laughs> I love Andrea, but that's one of the things that, like, makes her her. She does have a very short attention span, uh-huh. but it, it's pretty funny because you never know what's going to come. <laughs> never know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but, I mean, it keeps things interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We laugh a lot whenever we get together. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I need, like, three or four jobs. Yeah, it's confusing. Plus being home because I can't stick with one. <laughs> I'm sure I could, but oh. why? Life can be much more fun than that. This is true. Very true. Okay, so I guess first serious question is, how has growing up in a large family and you being the oldest mm-hmm. child affected who you are now as a person? I mean, obviously you're still at home with them, but dynamics are a little bit different because you're right. being an adult. and yeah, I'm not living at home every minute of the day. Right. And that's fine. That's how I don't, I don't, no, <laughs> nobody wants me to be home every minute of the day. I think that, well, first of all, it definitely like my love for babies and children definitely came from being the oldest okay. in a big family, just because there was always a baby or a little one to kind of play with their hold or, you know, be up in the middle of the night and go get the baby. Aww. And I bet your mom I, loved that. My mom. Yeah, she did. <laughs> And, well, because when there's all girls and, you know, we're all teenagers and there's this little baby, everybody wants to hold them during the day. So that was my time at night and I would go get the little guys. Okay. And that would, so that's definitely something that I look back at as being from a big family and being the oldest. There are, I know that a lot of times, sometimes that can become a little bit of a bitterness to having to be the oldest and mm-hmm. do all the responsibility, but it really never was for me. And I think it's more my parents. Mm-hmm. They kind of, they made sure it, it was very important to them that I wasn't overworked or I wasn't doing all the, you weren't the third parent. No, absolutely not. They didn't, sister. they didn't want me to be, but they, so then it was, you know, I was voluntarily helping. Mm-hmm. I think that it definitely being the oldest helped me learn to serve and that was something that my parents really kind of worked to instill in us that you learn to work and then you need to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the next step to be voluntary, to come, you know, say what can I do to help work, that kind of thing. So I would say that that definitely came from being in a big family. Um, just the people skills. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about working with people and being having a lot of people in your home. I think one thing that I learned is to kind of – I don't know if retreat is the right word, (laughs) but when there's so many things going on, sometimes it's, you just, you need your own time. And even in a disagreement, yeah, (laughs) you know that. (laughs) Yes. And when there's a disagreement or I would just go, you know, do my own thing. And I feel like that can be positive or negative, but it has been positive in the work world Mm -hmm. to where if there's, cause I work in an all girls office. And if there's that kind of drama, yes. you just, okay, I'm quiet about it. And it, it diffuses things. Mm-hmm. And that definitely came from, I know some of its personality, mm-hmm. but I know some, it definitely came from In your family, family, yeah, with all the many kids, there's a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. that you have learned to, you know, be yes. around a lot. Because yes. each one of your siblings are completely different, mm-hmm. I feel like. Everyone. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people people are surprised, I'm sure, in your family, too, that you, you, you all look the same, you know? Yeah, you all but look happy and paste. Every but... one of you is so different, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing. It's like, wow, we're almost different people. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible how that works. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. 
bathroom. Okay, so next question is about your business. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, I'll ask how did you start your business? Like, what was the backstory? What was the inspiration behind it? And then just yes. let you run with it because I love it. It's going to be a while. <laughs> I love her business. And when you guys know what it is, you'll know why I love it. <laughs> so go ahead and tell them all about it. Okay, so disclaimer, <laughs> Brie loves my business. Not everyone does. It comes with a little bit of a stigma. So <laughs> if you hear what I'm doing and you don't, you don't like it, just... Shut off the podcast, listen to the next one. It'll be better. <laughs> but so I have puppies. I raise dogs. Um, they are Australian Shepherds. And I kind of, so maybe I should have said it way back in my introduction, but we live on kind of a little f- five acres. We have goats and chickens. We've had other animals during the year, over the years, and until they died off or we got sick of them. But we, we've kind of <laughs> stuck with the goats or ch- goats and chickens. <laughs> and... I knew that I loved animals, and I would always we, – we got to the point where there's something wrong with an animal. <laughs> My dad would be like, Andrew, go figure it out yourself, you know. Oh. He, he'd say, there's something wrong. Can you, go, can you go do it? You call a vet. You, because I loved it. And I had a little bit of a talent for it, I guess. So – and I think that – I well, I know that I love birth and babies, and I think a lot of that kind of came – where I was like, well, if you can – you know, have babies and make money. It's just, <laughs> it sounds like the best thing in the world. So I got my first dog five years ago. Sadie. I got Sadie five years ago, yes. Mm-hmm. And she became a spoiled brat, <laughs> but everybody loves Sadie. Yes, yeah, she's so sweet. <laughs> so got her, um, kind of weren't sure how it would go mm-hmm. with the whole breeding thing. I knew that I wanted dogs that, so... I live between two big cities and I wanted a dog that was beautiful and intelligent, but wasn't so like high energy or mm-hmm. it, it could still live in a city a little bit. Um, because I know there are people that they're active, but they're also, you know, living in a townhouse or they're, you know, they right. don't have a, they don't have five acres like I do. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and was researching breeds and this was a dog a breed that when we were little kids we were having we would have piano lessons in town and after the piano lessons we would go to the park and we had this friend who has had this dog and we would play frisbee with it it would we would throw the frisbee it would catch it and when I was kind of researching breeds that's the I thought you know what I the Australian Shepherds kind of were on my short list and I thought I think that's what that dog was. I think that's what Maddie was, who we played with when we were little kids. Oh, wow. So that's where I kind of went with the breed, and I love it because I want a dog that's high intelligence. I do well with a dog that's high intelligence um, because it's not just that I'm raising them. They're my dogs. I have to work with them. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted something that was smart and beautiful and um, had some had some energy going on. So I got Sadie. um, after probably three, two or three litters, I started working at the veterinary clinic. And I found out that there's a lot of dogs that kind of have behavior issues mm-hmm. and a lot, of, a lot of things that really could be prevented because it's just kind of a socialization thing when they're little, when they're babies. So I've really started trying to work toward um, – I found a program that kind of helps – work with the little puppies from the time from the day they're born 
Um, so I started kind of doing that, and that's kind of become a little bit more of a purpose to raise a dog that's not going to be all reactive or afraid. So that's kind of become a not even a secondary purpose. I really want to I really want to raise well-rounded puppies. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that um, with my pups probably the last three or four litters. So do you feel like there's a big difference between mm-hmm. the first litters? Yes, there is. I have one that's actually at my house right now, mm-hmm. and she wasn't, I wasn't really, I didn't do the puppy culture thing with her, and she's fine, she's great, but there are things that she's definitely, she's definitely more reactive than, like, this last litter, I kept a female, Kinley, and she's eight months now, mm-hmm. and she's really not afraid of much of anything. She will <laughs> at night. She'll shadow. She'll get a little iffy about. But we're working on that. But a lot of the things that we were able to work through with her, just kind of as a puppy, I don't have a whole lot of issues with her like I do with my older dogs. So and I'm sure the people who buy puppies from you right. appreciate that because that makes right. them training their dog. Yes, ten times easier. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love going to Andrea's house not only because I love Andrea but if she has a new litter of puppies and they're how, how old do you prefer them to be before they start like before I play with them I guess before, uh, <laughs> they're fun by the time they're like four weeks yeah they're just like these little fluff balls and they're just they so start. cute <laughs> and they just get cuter and cuter and like Andrea will open up the barn and let them out and it's just like this sea of like fur and they're so cute and they just come running out to you and mm-hmm. I'm in puppy heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. Yes. No, I don't they know are. if I'd want one for like forever just because, you know. It's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair. They're beautiful dogs, but I love going over and seeing the puppies and then be like, okay, Andrea, take them away now. They're yours. <laughs> yes. But, yes. And I think some people, like you said, there's kind of like a stigma on them. Mm-hmm. Um, People think, like, oh, you have a puppy mill or whatever, breed right. dogs. That's so, in, you know. But if you look at any of the reviews for Andrea's business, people know Andrea loves her dogs, and she takes very good care of them. Like, her dogs have plenty of room to run around. They have, you know, appropriate housing, and she trains so. them. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> Thanks. I'm just going to put a little plug in there for her. Her dogs are very well taken care of. So if you're against that, you know. Just so you know, they're very well taken care of. When you said you wanted me to talk about business, then I was like, well, not everybody (laughs) likes my business, but here we go. (laughs) I don't know how you couldn't. They're so cute. They are. And they're happy. They're they're absolutely happy. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, well taken care of. They go to the vet for their checkups and everything. (laughs) And people are, they're always satisfied when you buy from Andrea. And they're Mm -hmm. absolutely adorable dogs. So, but part of the reason I wanted you to talk about your business was um, for this next question, which I mentioned earlier, how we're both in the season of singleness Mm -hmm. being single and I know I have a lot of single girls that listen and follow my account so I thought this may be something um interesting to tie in and talk about because I know there's kind of not everywhere but there's some people that have the idea that when you are a young lady and you're single that you just need to be you know waiting for that man Mm -hmm. to come into your life and so that's what you're doing. You're waiting. And just you're staying at home. Which Sounds awfully boring. <laughs> it does. It does. Which, I mean, God has a different plan for every single person. So if his plan is for you just to be at home with your family, then... And I am home with my family. Like, right. That's... But, like, you are also a very busy person. You're right. not just sitting mm-hmm. at home twiddling your thumbs. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just sitting at home... You know, yes, learning your domestic skills, but there's only you can only cook and bake so many times a day yes. before you know, which is all great because obviously you're going to have to feed a family mm-hmm. and a husband someday. But one of the things I really liked was 
you're like, okay, I'm in this season of singleness. Mm-hmm. You know, I work a job, which is great. But then you went, you know, you do ministry. That's also awesome. But then you went above and beyond. And you're like, okay, you know, I don't know how long I'll be in this season of singleness. So I might as well invest in something that I love, something right. I think I'll be good at. And that's what I thought was so neat about the business. So, mm-hmm. and has that helped you during the single se- yes. season of singleness? Absolutely. And I found with the, like you were talking about the domestic things, it's still my mom's house. Yes. So <laughs> having, having a whole bunch of women, I, the two siblings after me are sisters. Mm-hmm. So having a whole bunch of women in the house, yes, it's wonderful to pick up work, but also it's my mom's like, my mom's redoing things right now. And she'll ask us her opinion. And we have learned that we kind of need to say like painting and flooring. And we kind of say, maybe give a little bit of opinion, but she's the one who's going to be living there her whole life. Right. So we're kind of letting her do that. So anyway, I needed my own thing to do. So I feel like the dogs have kind of, among other things, but the dogs have definitely given me kind of a purpose and something specific to work toward. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole life is serving. Life mm-hmm. is life is working. Life, life is serving other people, especially as a Christian and as a woman. Right. And business is serving. I... A lot of, I think there's a frustration with people who are starting a small business with selling Mm -hmm. because it's confrontational, but it does not have to be. It is serving. You present your whatever you have to sell. Mm -hmm. And if the person needs it, if it's something that would help them, they'll accept that all you're doing is presenting what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I can look at my business as serving these people. This is what I have. This is what my dogs are. Um, this is how I've worked with them. Um, this, are, this is the health testing that I've done. If that is something that is a fit in your life, that is my service to you. Yes, I understand that they're paying me, but that is something that they need. Right. And I think that a lot of a lot of girls have figured that out, whether mm-hmm. they're doing something with photography or using their craft skills or that kind of thing. You have your thing that you love, mm-hmm. and when you can take it to be a blessing to someone else, it's very helpful. Um, I was going to say, my dad did tell me when I first started with the dogs, he said, you need to make sure it does make money, mm-hmm. because otherwise it's a hobby. He said, if you want it to be a hobby, fine, but you need to make sure that you are make. So if you have something that you want to do, and you're loving, if you want it to be a business, you really need to... Treat it, it like a business. Treat it like a business because it's hard for me. I I was just telling a friend that I was like, she wants me to talk about business and I am not a business. I don't think of myself as a business person. Like people know not to hand me money <laughs> because I, <laughs> whether it's at the office or even at home, I really shouldn't be dealing with that kind of thing. <laughs> but business is serving people. So if I can think about it that way, then I guess I am, (laughs) I guess I am a business person. I just, you know, um, the dogs have kind of helped me. I've been able to, and I don't want to ever use the dogs specifically to fund something because it is not a reliable source Mm -hmm. of income. Just things happen. You can't, (laughs) you can't bank on it, but being income, but I, the money that I have made from them has helped me do a couple of missions trips, which is, is, it's great. It's wonderful. It's so much fun. And it's not something that I'm going to do once I have, you know, once I'm married and I have little babies. Right. It's just not happening. Not going to be traveling the world. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not hauling the baby along um, <laughs> or leaving at home. Um, the other thing I feel like for me 
um, just kind of having something to dump into when you don't have little children to dump into. Right. And I, I can get a little bit, you know, I can get a little bit sappy about the puppies and they're my little babies and all. <laughs> and so I guess I use them to fill a little bit of a maternal thing. But I still have, I make sure that I have children in my life, whether it's ministry or babysitting or helping young friends who have, Mm -hmm. friends who have young children. I still have children along, but I feel like puppies kind (laughs) of help a a little bit. I think it's a great point because I know a lot of girls, they do have that maternal instinct, you know, maybe not for everyone, but Mm -hmm. they do. And so, you know, that can, if you're in a season of singleness, that can make you really impatient, you know, so having some form Mm -hmm. of, you know, little kids to invest in really does help. And then, you know, like you said, like the puppies help fill that void yes. too because you get to be, you're mm-hmm. not their mom, but you get to no. be their little mom kind of yes. and watch over them, make sure they're all okay. And you still cuddle them at something. And they're so cute, guys. They're so adorable. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> and I love it when Brie and her sisters come over because they just gush over my babies and then <laughs> play with them for me. So. Mm, they're adorable. The only thing I don't like is when they like they sell that little puppy teeth, so they, like try to like bite your do. your clothes, and I'm like, no, not my clothes. Well, and they're herding dogs, so they're gonna use the little mouths, mm. they're, they're, and so it's too cute. much. They're so cute. Oh, you just had a litter recently. Mm-hmm. And, I have <laughs> three week olds. They're just getting on their feet. You probably mm-hmm. haven't. Did you see them? I did see. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. I saw them when they first were like what, like a week? Yes. Week olds when I first saw them. And you call them the little rat stains because they, they their eyes aren't open yet. Mm-hmm. But they're, oh, they're just so precious. They're so precious. They're babies, so they're sweet. <laughs> okay, so I guess the next question is, do you have any advice for girls who are your age, who are single, who they feel like, okay, they, they have this desire maybe to be mm-hmm. married, but God's just not fulfilled it yet, and it doesn't seem like it's happening in the time frame that they would prefer i know it's a very long question but do you have any advice it could be anything Mm -hmm. about it could be you know hey start your own business keep it busy (laughs) or you know it could be about ministry whatever Mm -hmm. anything at all well for sure like staying busy but i feel like so i'm 25 i don't know if i said that in the beginning or not i don't remember anyway i'm 25 (laughs) i feel like by the time girls who are my exact age are still single I feel like they should, they should have it figured out. I shouldn't have to tell them stuff. But I don't have it figured out, so I guess they must not. Um, <laughs> I just feel bad, like, giving advice to someone who's already been in the same stage for a long time. But we um, – I'm sure this will be helpful for somebody. I know. I know. Well, and then and this is true, too. In the Baptist world, we get married early. So young. So we get so, so young. early. So by the time we're 25, if we're not married, we're like, ah, what's wrong with me? By the time we're 22, if we're not <laughs> – this is very true. I'm guilty of that. I'm very guilty yes. of that. Which, you know, that's not that's not that weird to, you know, not no. be married by 25. It's just in the Baptist world, we get married young. We and do. that's for several different reasons, but that's another whole big topic. So, right. anyway, sorry, I cut you off kind of. No. So, what's your advice? No, you're good. Well, I don't, just, I mean, like I said, to serve, to throw yourself into, and for me, it needs to be multiple things. There mm-hmm. are some girls that are more, more focused and thinking, you know, there's one thing that they're headed for. Make sure that you have goals. Make sure that um, you're working toward those. Um, you mentioned girls who feel like they have to wait around for marriage, and it's very unnecessary. I was talking to my mom the other day about kind of the whole idea of waiting around, and there are so many things that you can be learning mm-hmm. that you're going to use no matter if you're still single for a while, if you get married, if you never get married. However, where whatever life throws at you there are so many things that you can be learning and it's going to help you whatever the next stage is right so always be growing yourself and then kind of 
on the flip side of that, don't do so much that you're not taking time for yourself. I had several years where I was kind of throwing myself into everything. Um, a lot of ministry was kind of when I was in school, mm-hmm. in college, and doing college from home, and you know, staying up late and just kind of. T- and whenever anyone would ask me, I didn't. I didn't say no. I was taking everything on, and I had to learn. Actually, COVID was a big blessing in my life. A lot of people, (laughs) well, so many people are saying, oh, 2020 was such a terrible year. It really wasn't bad for me. That's good, Because, yeah, it it really kind of, I had to step back and be like, okay, I I can pray now, you know? (laughs) The kind of things that, I mean, I've been a Christian since I've I've been saved since I was a little kid. I should have known these things, Mm -hmm. theoretically. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't learn them, so... I had to kind of step back and slow down and learn to just say no. And this is, this is what I can do. This is even on a Sunday. This is how many ministries I can work. If I top that out, I'm going to have to tell you no. And we'll maybe I'll, you know, be able to help you another time or, Mm -hmm. um, in a week, there's only so many things I can do. I cannot go to everything. I cannot. So I had to kind of choose the things that kind of, it sounds like a weird way to say it, but kind of give me life, kind of keep me, mm-hmm. keep me fired up and going and make life fun for me. If you, because ev- not every yeah. person's designed to work in every ministry. No. no. <laughs> so if you are not designed to work in a certain ministry, then you work in it, it's not going to be beneficial Absolutely to you on full. No. So that makes sense. You mm-hmm. have to, you know, what gives you life? What's yes. something that you can enjoy doing? And if anyone asks me how, you know, how something, if I get home from something or whatever, they'll, you know, if they ask how it went or I'm, more than likely my answer will be it was just so much fun mm-hmm. because and I know that that's my personality mm-hmm. but I'm gonna whatever whatever I do my reaction is gonna be if, it, if, I, <laughs> if I enjoyed it the word is fun <laughs> you know <laughs> but I think that I have to kind of learn to okay those are the things that I'm gonna do those things that I'm gonna accept and it may be work mm-hmm. it may be something that was difficult but my brain translates to it as fun so that's so. good though that's like a positive outlook to have you because know, there's going to be days when you work a ministry that you may love and it was not fun. It was not fun no. that day no. at all. But then, like you said, you keep in mind that you're serving people. Yes. But by the end of it, you're like, okay, that actually was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as bad as it seemed in the moment. <laughs> There's usually something. And I know the whole optimistic thing is annoying to some people. So yeah. I got to be quiet. But <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself a realist. I don't consider myself an optimist at all. I'm more of a realist, but I've been working towards being more optimistic so, I mean, because being a realist, yes, it's important for certain yes. things. But then, like, there's some days you just have to be mm-hmm. optimistic. I Otherwise, know. you're going to. And I always think of myself, I'm just so practical and common sense. And I can be that. But then <laughs> I'll keep someone will say, you know, you just, why would you even think about it that way? And, oh, it was the positive way to, so I guess, <laughs> right. I guess I have optimistic tendencies and it's irritating to some people. Well, I think, I think if you realize that every situation you're put in is supposed to happen because it's from God. Absolutely. And especially ministry related mm-hmm. too, then it's, it's easier to be more optimistic because you're like, well, mm-hmm. God wanted this to happen. So <laughs> let's just go with it. Right. You know? Yes. And, and even with being single. Yes. You know, you are in this stage because God has something that he wants you to do in this stage. Right. That's that's why he has you here. So if you can really embrace that, mm-hmm. it's it becomes so much fun. Right. <laughs> um, I liked what you were saying about um, you can learn so much. Yes. Because think about it, ladies. You're not tied down right now. No. You're not, like, you may have to answer to your parents or whoever's your authority, but you don't have to 
answer to a husband yet. You don't have mm-hmm. little kids to tag along or figure out what mm-hmm. you're going to do with them. You can literally go and learn and do so much. And that may open up other opportunities and ministries for you that you never even saw you right. know, or even thought about. So, yes, like learn. And like this time of singleness, like, yes, it may not be fun, but God's supposed to be a good stewards of our time. Mm-hmm. So he gave us this time. So might as well do something with right it. and find something that you can really throw yourself into and enjoy right that's because that, that's where we are mm-hmm. that's yeah you have it's to a find, good thing it's a very good thing no matter what stage in life and you mm-hmm. have to find out okay what is what am i supposed to enjoy about this stage because there's some stages that are just not fun yes. <laughs> they're just not fun but you're like okay might as well find what i'm supposed to enjoy in this mm-hmm. stage and enjoy it and so i move on to the next one right so anyways that's my take on it yes <laughs> Well, Andrea, we're almost done with our time. That was so much fun. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I had you come on here and that it actually worked out for our schedules. So do you have any last words or any funny stories, any memories, anything that you want to share? I try to keep it at the last two minutes kind of light. Yes. Because sometimes <laughs> it can get a little deep. <laughs> it just keeps kind of going. Right. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think of, like, did anything hilarious happen today? Mmm... Not today. I don't know I can no. think of. I mean, we laugh it's, a lot. We do. Oh, the apples in the pear. <laughs> we don't have to share that story. But. Well, it has to do with some people dumping stuff and some people belly flopping to catch them on the floor. But we'll otherwise. let you guess who was who. <laughs> so, yeah. We, have, we always have but a good time. We do. We laugh very, very hard. Yeah. About dumb things. But uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's the most fun because I have a dumb sense of humor. Like, mm-hmm. it's something little silly will just like have me crying tears of laughter <laughs> so and somehow when one person's crying tears of laughter everyone else is too right right yes. and andrea has a very infectious laugh like if you couldn't <laughs> tell <laughs> when she laughs you just, like you just want to laugh too so it just yeah. it just makes life a party mm-hmm. yeah yeah we were earlier we were taking quizzes to find out what mm-hmm. kind of instruments we are and I don't, because I was telling her, oh, I have little ukulele music that I play. No, no, you said. No. <laughs> I said, I have little ukulele music that I play at the beginning of my podcast because I felt like ukulele is very me because I have a ukulele. And Andrea thought I said I was a ukulele. And she was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so because she was a ukulele, we all had to take quizzes to see what instruments we were. So, but. and that was a lot of fun because some of the quizzes only had three answers. And I was like, I know I'm not a clarinet. I am a ukulele. <laughs> but if the ukulele had been in the answer list, it would have been Brie. I, 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 I just like know that. it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time with that. So, yeah, so. just kind of silly stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Andrea, and for sharing your wealth of wisdom with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just for, you know, talking about, you know, being single, the business world, serving. I, I think our whole theme for today was kind of revolved around and about being a servant and serving which yeah that's who andrea is it's good stuff yep well thank you so much for coming on thanks to everyone for listening and we will see you next time bye